I know what it's like to feel invisible, to think it's too late to become what you've always wanted to be. You feel like it's too late to have more life. I felt that way too, but when I lost my brother to cancer, he made me realize I have way more life to live. And I discovered the choice was mine to live it or not. I know you want to become confident and empowered, and you deserve to step into that life you are yearning for. I'm Carrie V, and I get it. There is more greatness to come in your life, and I know you can feel it. I've made a choice to live my big life. Now it is your turn to be empowered and step into the life that has always been yours. It's time for you to step off the sidelines and into your own life, the one you were created to live. It's easier than you think. I believe in you. In fact, I am your biggest fan. So let's get started. Have you ever had the experience of cleaning out a house for a loved one who's passed on? When my grandmother died, I can remember spending time at her house cleaning out everything from the basement to the attic. Over 60 years of her things, between the basement, a first floor, a second floor, and a very full attic. We found treasures, some of which I still have. Every piece of furniture, every plate, every knickknack was full of memories and stories. And as we cleaned out the house, we would often pause to talk about an item and the story it told. A lot of tears, a lot of laughter, a lot of healing. My grandmother had this little glass animal collection on a curio shelf, which was right by the laundry room. And that laundry room was between a kitchen and a dining room. You could turn left and go into the kitchen, which used to be the garage way back in the day before the addition was put on. Or you could turn right and go into the dining room, which then led to the living room, which looped back to that little curio cabinet on your way back into her laundry room. In other words, if you can see it in your mind, it formed a circle. Or, as kids will inevitably see it, a perfect racetrack. When I was little, it was a racetrack. And when I had kids, it became their racetrack. How can a child resist that? Nothing in the way to have a good run inside the house. I mean, except the dining room table, furniture, people, and that curio shelf, which housed glass animals. My grandmother would constantly warn my kids, be careful. I don't want you to break the animals. I mean, she didn't really get mad about it. She, she was just warning them. But I knew if one of those figurines got broken, there would be some splaining to do, and it wouldn't be pretty. Well, one day, the inevitable happened. My kids and I were visiting my grandmother, whom they called Gigi, and the racetrack, as usual, was open for business. Later that day, my grandmother found a chipped figurine, a little chip in the ear of a glass doggy. She called all of my kids to her side to ask them who had broken her little glass animal. She wasn't happy, to say the least. One by one, my four kids were asked about the damage from oldest to youngest. The first three denied it, and with each denial, (laughs) my grandmother was getting more and more irritated. Finally, it came to Samuel, my youngest. Samuel could charm his way out of just about anything, but I had my doubts that he was going to charm his way out of this one. 
Sam was about two at the time. When he was asked about the little chip doggy, his eyes filled with tears, and he admitted that he was the culprit. In his little two-year-old lisp, he looked up at my grandmother, and he said, I'm sorry, Gigi. The imploring, tearful face of my little Sam was all my grandmother needed to forget about the chip in the doggy's ears and sweep Samuel into her arms and tell him just to be more careful next time. I might add, my other three kids were staring with their mouths gaping, very unsure how Sam talked his way out of that one. Later that night, sitting at my parents' table for dinner, Samuel was in a high chair next to my dad. The kids were telling Pop-Pop all about the near disaster at Gigi's house. And Samuel, sitting in his little high chair, grabbed my dad's hands and exclaimed, Thief scared me, Pop-Pop! We laughed until we had tears running down our faces. Cleaning out my grandmother's house after she died, I came across that little chipped glass doggy, and I was immediately transported back to Samuel and the racetrack and the tears and the laughter. Those stories became comforting as we cleaned out my grandmother's house. She had lived a long life. She impacted many lives, and she loved her family. She had left an amazing legacy behind. It was a very different feel when we cleaned out my brother's house after he died. Billy died too soon. We weren't supposed to lose my brother. My parents buried their oldest son. It wasn't fair. That's not how it was supposed to play out. We still had things to do together, conversations to have, we definitely were not supposed to be cleaning out his house of everything. Everything. He wasn't coming back. It wasn't fair. As we were cleaning out Billy's house, it came to our attention that his neighborhood was having a community yard sale. So we ended up bringing many of his things outside to be part of this yard sale. As people started to go through Billy's things, I remember turning to my aunt and saying, is this all there is? Billy's life spread out on the lawn? People going through his things like he's just selling off some items? I was angry. I was devastated. I wanted people to leave his stuff alone. Didn't they understand our grief? Actually, they didn't. They were just there for a yard sale. They didn't know the story. But as I looked around the yard, I realized that every time someone bought something, Billy was sharing something that had been important to him in some way. More importantly, I began to realize that all of this stuff was just that. Stuff. Those things weren't my brother. The most important things my brother left behind weren't found in a drawer or a room in his house. They were things that came from his heart. And those things, those things we could keep passing along. We could keep Billy alive in our hearts. We could pass along a legacy by remembering and sharing the lessons he taught us just as we had done with my grandmother. Things like family matters, stuff doesn't. All that stuff out on the lawn, it was just stuff, nothing more. 
The memories in our hearts, the time we spent together, the times we said, I love you. That was what mattered. Billy's cancer taught us how important it was to say those words, I love you. You can't say them enough. Tell your loved ones, your friends that you love them. Tomorrow may be too late. Say it today. Say it out loud. Don't just assume they know. We live in a society that makes it almost taboo to say those words out loud. Some of us are brought up where no one says that. No one says it out loud. Well, they know I love them. Do they? And even if they do know, how do you know they don't want to hear those words? How do you know you don't need to say those words? Say them today. I love you. Try it. I love you. Is it that hard? Is it foreign rolling off your tongue? If it is, keep practicing. It'll get easier and easier and easier. Tell your loved ones you love them. Family matters. Stuff doesn't. Another lesson, take control of your health as best you can while you can. Don't ignore the warning signs. Your body will nudge you, push you, tell you. Listen to it. Nourish it. Give it rest. You only get one body. Take care of it as if every day is your last day. Because someday it will be. You're wondering why your energy is so low. You can't understand why you keep staying stuck in this mindset of scarcity and why you always end up in a victim mode. You would love to shift away from scarcity to abundance in your entire life. You'd love to get rid of all that anger and turn it into love. And you'd certainly love to get out of the loop of hopelessness and into a loop of aspiration. You just don't know how. The answer is a daily practice of gratitude. I believe in this so much that I created an entire online program entitled Unlimited Gratitude. Embracing gratitude even when you're weary and worn, especially when you're weary and worn. And it is my gift to you. So if you head to the link in the show notes and enter the code COFFEE100 at checkout, you will receive 100% off the purchase price. I will share with you in this program how this amazing power of gratitude is on your health, your happiness, your relationships, and your overall well-being. So head to the link in the show notes, click on it, use the code COFFEE100, and I'll see you inside Unlimited Gratitude. Listen to your body. If you fall asleep every time you sit down, your body's telling you it's overtired. If you can't focus and concentrate, your body is telling you it needs water or nourishment. If you find something that's not supposed to be there, your body's giving you a message. Take control of your health as best you can while you can. Another big lesson Bill taught us, if you dream it, you can do it. Billy spent years building his dream car, a Buick T-Type. The entire car, the engine, the transmission, or as you gearheads listening would call it a tranny, as he called it too. The body of the car. He painted that car a beautiful silver and he did a perfect job. 
When Bill died in his attic, as I was cleaning out his attic, I came across this long stretch of cellophane-covered car parts. Some of them were very heavy, and so I told my other brother, Tim, and my husband, I'm going to need you to come up in the attic with me. I can't lift some of these things. We went up very, very early the next morning, and my brother, Tim, looked at me, and he said, hey, Kara, there's no car parts up here. I said, yes, sir, are there right here? He goes, no, 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 this is an entire car. Minus the frame, there's an entire car up here, all covered in cellophane. Because what if Bill needed extra parts for his Buick? They were there. He had it all. It was his dream. And he put everything into his dream. The day he started that car and drove it, it was a huge celebration. Billy raced that Buick T-Type and he won. We still have trophies, his racing helmet. We have videos of him smoking the tires. He loved talking about that car and what it would do and how it had turbo and how it would whistle. I didn't understand any of it, but I did understand that it was his dream and he'd made it a reality. And the joy on his face was infectious. And it made me realize I could do my dreams too. It's not going to happen overnight but a step every day and it's going to happen. Billy's car is in our garage now and it only goes out in perfect weather, which is only a couple of times a year. (laughs) It has to be absolutely perfect. The rest of the time it stays parked on carpet in the garage, completely covered to protect his dream. That car was one of many dreams that Bill believed in himself enough to make happen. Become it, dream it, do it. That yard full of stuff wasn't my brother's legacy. No, no, in fact, that wasn't all there was. Billy left behind lessons. Love deeply, say the words, I love you. Live healthy, you only get one body. Treat it like you know that. Dream big, dream huge. And then take a step every day to make those dreams a reality. A legacy, a gift, an inheritance. Thinking about this story the other day, going through it in my mind and really feeling all the feelings, really made me think, what legacy am I leaving behind? How about you? What legacy are you leaving behind? You see, the stuff surrounding you doesn't matter. Who you are matters. Who you're becoming matters. The impact you are leaving on those around you, that's what matters. When I die, I don't want people to look at my stuff and say, well, that's all there was. I want to live on. I want to touch people so that when I'm gone, my legacy, the legacy I leave behind, the lessons will live on. The way my grandmother taught me, my brother, and my dad. I still have a physical item from each of them, and they are treasures to me. But if they burned up in a fire, they aren't the most important things they've left behind. They've left behind legacy, a legacy of love. It's what I want to leave behind, and I hope it's what you want to leave behind. 
Your journal prompt, my most amazing dreams are, and fill in the blank with every dream you have. Dream big, dream huge. And after each dream, write these words, I am worthy of my dreams and I am leaving a legacy of love. I am worthy of my dreams and I'm leaving a legacy of love. Because when you follow your dreams and you fulfill your purposes in your life, you are leaving that legacy of love. My most amazing dreams are, and I am worthy of my dreams, I'm leaving a legacy of love. You are worthy of your dreams. I love you. I'm your biggest fan, and I can't wait to chat again. Hey, thanks for listening in. I want you to know I do not take it for granted that you give me this time to have coffee and tea together with me. But before you go, it would mean the world to me if you grab a quick coffee or tea refill and pop into the podcast reviews and leave me a review. It's how this podcast grows. It's how it reaches and empowers more women. And it's how I know how to serve you best. I want this podcast to be what you need. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and share it with your friends. And follow me on Instagram at I am Carrie V. Remember, it is never too late. Peace out, girlfriend. Pow, pow.